Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast, a show about property, entrepreneurship, and personal development. This show is designed to give you the foundations and building blocks to move forward on your journey and live a more inspired life. Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast with me, Mark Fitzgerald. Fantastic to have you joining me here today. So I hope you are enjoying the podcast episodes. And if you are, then please come and join us in the Property Unleashed Facebook group or the Rent to Rent Business Builder Facebook group. Both you are more than welcome to come and join us in and come and say hello. And if you have any problems, questions, worries or anything or you're just starting out, then come and reach out to me uh, and I'll help you any which way I can and try and help and point you in the right direction. After all, that is what this podcast is all about. This is why I do these things. What goes around comes around in life. As you'll have heard me say a lot, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, and if you do, I'd also like to say thank you for your support. Um, it's really, really appreciated. And I do, as I say, enjoy putting these episodes out there for you. And I hope you get massive value from them. We've got some fantastic episodes coming your way over the next couple of months around Christmas and everything. I'm going to be doing book review. Yeah. I'm going to be doing book reviews, easy for me to say. I'm going to be interviewing other other guests, other people. We've got some fantastic names coming up as well in the property world. So today we're going to talk about what are the risks involved when taking on rent-to-rent deals, whether it's serviced accommodation or whether it's just doing HMOs. We like to cover all of that on this channel to make sure that you are the property professional that you set out and want to be. Not only that, but it's about doing rent to rent deals, but doing good deals. It's about doing purchase lease options, doing good purchase lease options. All of those can be integrated, but there's some fundamentals that you have to make sure that you are aware of. Now, some of these things you may have thought about yourself, or you may even be thinking about these right now, worried, what's gonna happen? If I take a deal on and I don't make money, what's going to happen if I take a deal on and the landlord wants their property back? And all of these are risks that potentially are there. You can never say never in any situation, but it's all about making sure that you're setting yourself up in the right manner. So one of the biggest things I hear from my students and clients that I work with is what happens if I take on a property and I don't make any money? Simply put, We need to be doing good deals. There are far too many people out there running around just trying to grab deals, being told, just get on and do deals, just grab the properties, make offers wherever you should be, you know, and you shouldn't be. You should be making offers on every single property that you see if the numbers do not stack. So first and foremost, you have to make sure that the numbers stack. You have to make sure the deal is a deal. I always say a deal isn't a deal unless it is a deal, which is so simple to say, but some people still don't do these fundamentals very, very well. So how do we know if it's a good deal? Well, for starters, you can go on the propertyunleashed.com and download the deal analyzing spreadsheet. Nobody else is giving these out. I'll give you one for free because I want to see people do good deals. So download that. You input the rents or or what you can get in the marketplace for whatever strategy it is you're trying to do and you stack the numbers. You don't try and fudge the numbers. You stack the numbers, worst case scenario. And if it still makes money and still makes a good profit that you're happy with after you've stacked the numbers in really the worst possible manner. So 
you know, the least amount you could potentially get for rooms, the least amount you could get if you if you have clients or anything like that. If you stack it on those and it still makes a decent amount of money, it's a good deal. It's worth taking on and have that peace of mind. I say to my students on the Rent to Rent Business Builder and the Service Accommodation, Ultimate Service Accommodation Business Builder, send us over your deals. Let us have a look at them before you actually submit them, before you're negotiating. Give you that peace of mind. Let us see whether they're good deals to be had or maybe you've missed something. So stack deals, practice stacking deals. And worst case scenario is what you always want to be stacking against. The highest sort of utility prices you've got in your area. Don't just go off of what landlords or agents are telling you. You want to see proof. You want to see copies of it. Remember, We are a business. We need to be running as a business and you should never feel awkward or anything asking these sorts of questions to people because fundamentally, if you take on a property and it's got a leaky tap or it's got a leaky roof and all of the heating and energy is just going and getting sapped out of the property, that's coming out of your profits at the end of the day. And if they can't prove to you in the the form of utilities, you know, over the last maybe three to six months, what they've been paying, then maybe it's not a deal you want to be doing. Or on the other hand, you may be able to go in there and see how energy efficient it is. Check EPC ratings, particularly if they're relatively new. As a lot of people now will be getting new EPC ratings on their properties. Have a good look at those as well. Ask to see them. And if they're cagey about any of that, then walk away. There's always another deal to be had. Or put a clause in your contract that says it's down to the landlord to make sure that the information they provided us is correct. And if it proves and turns out not to be, they're in breach of contract. Remember, business to business agreements. So another thing that people say a lot to me is, what happens if I can't get tenants if you're doing HMOs? Or I don't find guests, I can't bring in guests if you're doing service accommodation. Well, if you've done your homework, which is pretty simple to be quite honest with you, and it's really just about knowing the areas that you're working in. Let me tell you, everybody says the market's saturated. The market's saturated with service accommodation, it's saturated with HMOs. It is, the market is saturated, but it's saturated with a lot of rubbish, okay? There are, don't get me wrong, there are some beautiful properties out there. There are some people who uh, manage properties. There are uh, landlords doing great jobs. There are rent-to-renters doing great jobs, putting great properties together. But they're few and far between. And we've got to make sure that we are one of those good ones. In my own businesses, I make sure that my rooms are how they look in the pictures. The service we provide is the service we provide. And at the end of the day, we make sure that we maintain and look after the properties as if they're our own. Now, obviously other people are living in these properties or staying in these properties, but we need to make sure that we are looking after our clients, if you like, our tenants, our customers. At the end of the day, they are our customers. We need to make sure that we're keeping them happy. Now that doesn't mean that we should be running around doing every last little thing, there has to be lines drawn through the uh, through what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. But equally to that, if you're advertising your rooms in an area that's got good high level of working, or if you're going for students that's near a university, if it looks the part, if it feels homely and you're going to look after it, you will find customers, you will find tenants, you will find guests. If you're doing holiday or you're looking for, potentially you're looking for contractors to come and stay in your Airbnbs, in your holiday let, so to speak, 
in your serviced accommodation apartments, you need to make sure that you've got parking. You cannot get contractors to come and stay on a regular basis if they can't find somewhere to park. If there's not local, you know, um, takeaway, fast food joints, pubs potentially, that they can go and have a sit-in, have a beer and unwind, if that's the sort of clientele that you're after. So you really need to make sure that you know your areas, you know the properties that are in those areas, and if you make the properties the way that they're supposed to be advertised, the way that they're supposed to look, and they've got the utilities, they've got the essentials that people will be looking for, again, you will fill these properties and you will make money, but make sure the numbers stack and make sure that you know your area. And of course, another good one is putting money into the property. So if you're doing any of these strategies and maybe it needs a touch up, maybe it needs a refurb. Now I like to train and show people how to do deals where they don't pay for any refurbs, the landlords will pay for them. And they don't have to pay deposits on properties. But I also know that sometimes just to get those first deals over the line, you might need to put a bit of money in there. You might need to pay a deposit and that's fine as well. We've just got to make sure that we negotiate that in the right manner and we make sure that we maximize our own profits and make it a win-win for everybody. But of course, if you're going to put large chunks of money in, you need to make sure that either the agents that you're working with or the landlords that you're working with are on the same page because you need to be able to pull that money out. You need to make the profits to be able to get that money out. Now, what I do try and recommend is early on is to maybe pay a less of a guaranteed rent to whoever you're paying whilst you're paying yourself back for the refurb. Because at the end of the day, you've got to explain to them that the refurb is really helping their asset. It's putting money back in their pocket in the long run because we will maintain these properties. If we get one that's down here, we're gonna bring it up to this level here that's actually increasing how much the property's worth, increasing their asset. And people need to understand this. You can't just plonk, you know, five, 10, 15 grand into somebody else's property. Hope that you'll pull it out within a year or two. And I see this all the time. You're not making any money. That's not a business. That's a charity. And we ain't in this to be charities. At the end of the day, that may sound harsh. We want to make it a win-win for everybody. But equally, people have to come to the table. And if the landlord's not willing to put any money into their own property, and let's face it, it's in a terrible state, maybe that's not somebody you want to work with. Equally, if it's in a prime location and you think to yourself, I could spend 10 grand on this, or I wouldn't go over that massively, unless the numbers stack and you're really going to be able to pull your money out. But any refurbs or anything like that that I would do, and I haven't done that many, I give it a lick of paint here and there. We do dress rooms, so you, you, know, you need to make sure that you can dress the rooms, make sure the properties look nice. We do dress the properties themselves as well for whatever clientele we're looking at. But we've got to make sure that we can pull our money out, or I do in my own business, that I can pull my money back out within six months. If it takes over six months for me to get my money back for whatever I'm putting in, it's not a deal I want to be doing. The landlord will need to start paying that, or they'll get a reduced rent so we can get paid back a bit quicker. There are different ways that you can structure all these deals to make sure, as I say, it's a win-win for everybody. Maybe the landlord is struggling. Maybe they haven't got money to put into it. But Equally, if we can make sure that it washes its face from the landlord's perspective and we can make the profit back, give it the uplift it wants, and then they get a bigger rent, which actually then starts making them money. We make our money. We do an excellent job. We look after the property. Holiday makers, tenants, clients, customers are all happy. Win, win, win. Happy days. That's what it's all about. 
So as I say, if you're worried about your deals that you're looking at and everything, get yourself over to thepropertyunleashed.com and download the free deal analyzer. It is still there. It is still free and you can play with it. You can stack your deals and it'll help you do good property deals. You can even use it for refurbishments and stuff like that, even if you're not doing rent to rent. I'm going to be talking more about different property strategies coming up as I have now, of course, been out there dealing in these strategies myself. I like to talk about and I like to sort of share my learnings on what I'm actually doing so that, uh, you know, it's it's live, it's up to date and it really, really will help you going forward. So we're going to get into some mindset tricks. We're going to get into some uh, day-to-day planning and how to supercharge your results. As we start to get ready for 2023, I can't believe that we're nearly uh, at the end of the year already. This year has flown. But as we get ready for 2023, there are certain things that really during November and December that you want to be doing in your property businesses. And if you haven't started planning out your property businesses. So I'm going to do a few episodes on those as well to help make Make sure that you're ready to hit the ground running in 2023. So again, I hope this episode's helped you. If it has, do feel free to leave a review, a five-star review, anywhere you like. If you don't want to leave a five-star review, then please don't leave a review. I'm only kidding. I like to have a bit of a laugh. Uh, but yeah, if you can leave a review or you can share it on your platforms, tag me into any posts that you do as uh, I, m- myself and my team are always on the lookout for these and we will comment. We will thank you for your support and also help you any which way we can. As I say before, feel free to reach out to me on social media. Come and join us in the Facebook groups and keep focusing on your vision. Keep pushing towards your goals and I hope you come and join me and I look forward to you coming to join me as well in the next episode. You take care and bye for now. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe and share the podcast with others. And if you could take a minute to leave the show a review, that would really mean a lot to me as well. Lastly, why not head over to the Property Unleashed Facebook group? And if you do, I'll see you there. Take care and make sure you keep focusing on your vision. Bye for now.